like sugar and spice I feel nice like sugar and spice Well, good afternoon. Welcome to the Mel and Floyd Summer Replacement Show. I'm Mel. Floyd is on assignment, but with us is always the man who knows everything, Mr. Smarty Pants. Snore. <laughs> Snore? <laughs> I'm really sleepy today. I, Are you? Just, I am yeah. too. Yeah. I was just looking let's at... Just, let's just phone this baby in. Quiet, falling snow. Yeah. Well, it's been dark for about three Napping. weeks now, too. So. Yeah, you, I, I got myself some vitamin D pellets because I was like <laughs> to put in my feed because I felt like, you know, I'm probably not getting enough of those, that baby, you know? Yeah. So I just kind of been trying to do that. Probably. Something, so. something I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I'm just going to nap. If you don't mind, <laughs> I don't mind. Kick I, back. I actually felt better after shoveling the driveway on the other. Yes, well, Wednesday and yesterday, it was yeah. kind of like a, a rerun. Yeah. But uh, you know, just being outside and and you know, I've got a snowblower, but I decided to do it by hand. Just Good for you. It was a nice day, and I you know I had nothing to do, and I needed some exercise, and it was it was quiet. It was really nice. Yeah. So, I mean that that was. It, I think being outside helps. Yeah. But, but yeah. it's hard to drag yourself out unless, yeah. you, unless you're one of these you know Nordic. You know, gods. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, Friday. As it, this this uh, right now, I'm I'm not. Uh, I'm working from home on Friday, and so there's a terrible tendency to just um, you know that whole work from home thing. Yeah, total scam. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's just like uh, I'll work from the couch. <laughs> I'm thinking about I'm something. Thinking. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Working on a problem here, just letting it percolate a little. That's right. Bit. I gotta let that mind go. You know, I gotta play through the options sure, here. So sure. yeah. <laughs> I miss the whole work from home scam. I I, I quit working. About, yeah, that's right. You, right, right when the pandemic started, that's just right. by, yeah. by coincidence. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I had like three weeks in the office where there was nobody there because they, sure. they'd all been shipped. That was your home. dream job. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, maybe I won't quit. <laughs> You're like that guy in the Twilight Zone yeah, episode. Yeah, read all the books. They're all dead. Yay. Yeah. And then I broke my glasses and it was <laughs> downhill from mess. there. Yeah. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> oh, man. So Yeah, it's a sleepy kind of week here, but uh, that's okay. That's Wisconsin in January. And, yeah, you know, yeah. It keeps people away from here, at least. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I've not, heard. Not enough, but... <laughs> Hey, I, we saw, were, I saw something on on Reddit the other day, where, where I, I follow on this Madison subreddit or whatever they call yeah. it, and I'm not real familiar with it. But uh, but somebody was like posting pictures of Madison from the '90s, and it didn't it just didn't seem like that was long enough ago for it to be weird to show old <laughs> pictures. But it, but it, but it is. Oh, it totally know? is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like <laughs> all those car lots on, <laughs> on East Washington. I mean, where did those all go? <laughs> well, they were like. Stores, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, restaurants. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, there's that too. Hey, we were in the news this week. I don't know if Ooh. you saw that. Uh, Wisconsin was in uh, the New York Times. There, we, we no. were above the fold. No front page article for about our, for our lack of uh, no of, our judicial of... race that's coming up. Oh, okay. That's uh, people should be paying attention. To that so much stuff that uh, a certain party has gotten away with in the state in terms of gerrymandering and 
refusing to cooperate with the executive and so on. It's all because the Supreme Court lets them. Right. So so if you change the Supreme Court, maybe uh, maybe that won't happen. So we're we're right in the we're right in the in the center now of uh, of national interest. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, I know it's kind of a terrible place to be, but, <laughs> but it's only ten weeks away that Wisconsin's going to hold uh, its the, the April race for the Supreme Court. Well, the the primary actually is February twenty first, right? Which is, right. Which yep. is actually the, the first important step. Yep, so. Exactly. Because I mean, there's there's two essentially Republican candidates and two you know yeah. essentially Democratic candidates, right, right. and if if uh, if the two Republican candidates win the primary. Yeah. Then, then it doesn't matter who wins, really. I think the thing about it is I, I've noticed that the 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 crypto Republican. I mean, the crypto Republican candidates are not so crypto, right? I mean, they they I mean, they're winking and nudging so much. Their you know their eye gets kind of like <laughs> tired and people are ribs are hurting. You know, I mean, we all know what they're doing. But I've noticed that the, the one of the the quote uh, you know crypto Democratic candidates is pretty open about it. And the Republicans are sort of crying foul, like, "Oh, you're you're too partisan." Yeah, yeah, yeah. These I'm just, are nonpartisan I'm, seats. I'm just I'm just acknowledging what has been happening <laughs> on your side of the of reality. The, yeah, your side of the aisle now for for quite a while. That was a that was a thing on the even the supreme the the Supreme Court the yeah. U S Supreme Court yeah that you, you didn't always know exactly how people were going to vote right ahead of time yeah you know I mean that was not. I mean, you know, you kind of knew, but I mean, there there was a lot of times people were kind of right. flippy floppy and weird, and, right. and you know, you'd get a an eight to one decision, or you'd get a you know a, a five to three decision. Brain or control technology has really improved since but, Earl Warren. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think well, Eisenhower said that was his biggest mistake was <laughs> appointing Earl Warren. Well, now it's more efficient because they know exactly how they're going to vote. Yeah, ahead yeah. of time. So yeah, so they don't even have to bother reading the briefs anymore. Yeah, brain so. control technology. Yeah. I would think. I don't know. I would. You know, if I were, if I had a lifetime appointment to a job. I might just screw off, you know. I, well, I mean, was, I, just, I just, I just, it seems like you might even. Well, that's kind what kind of like, happened. I mean, with a lot yeah. of the guys, like uh, um, Suter, was it? Yeah, Suter. Yeah, you know, because he was kind of a weirdo. I mean, he lived with yeah. his mom and stuff. Yeah, and they just didn't really know. They, what do you mean by that? They, 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 <laughs> well, they thought he was a conservative. Yeah, and, yeah. And, but he was, he was a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah, you know, he was on the conservative side, right? right? But he was more independent. Well, here's the thing: he wasn't, he wasn't like a party line vote. No, he was a rule follower. Yeah, he was a little OCD, and that's what they don't want. They want somebody that's going to tear up everything. That's been <laughs> done for the last 70 years yeah. i mean that's what they want right so, right. You know. so so big things that will be connected with this of course is the the gerrymandered legislative districts which everyone knows all you have to do is the, the, look at the results in terms of statewide and then versus what we get in the legislature mm-hmm. we know that's a mess republicans uh you know they don't they don't cooperate at all with the governor the governor's appointment power is kind of being questioned and then uh, I think really importantly for so many people, as we saw last week in the state, uh, of course, is uh, we now have an 1849 abortion law governing <laughs> the rights of women in the state of Wisconsin, which is like a pretty egregious situation. Mm-hmm. So put those three things together, and this is yeah. probably one of the most consequential races that we've had in, in in recent history in this state. I know people always say that stuff, but this really is. I mean, <laughs> well, it the, really the, is. The second one you mentioned, uh, the, the not working with the governor, not yeah. cooperating. I saw a story this week that uh, the, this guy had finally, finally left the DNR board, yeah. even though his his, uh, his term had expired like 
I don't know, like a couple of years ago or something, right, something yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And so, this, I mean, and so, so Evers gets to appoint somebody. So this is the first time Evers has been in office for more than four years. Yeah. And it's the first time he has a DNR board that he's actually appointed. Wow. But because the other guy wouldn't leave. I mean, it wasn't that his term, you know, yeah. bled into it or anything. Right. I mean, it was just like, no, I don't want to go. Yeah, he just barricaded the door. Like, just <laughs> essentially. I mean, it's yeah. like, <laughs> you can't make me. You're not the boss of me. Yeah. Actually, I am. <laughs> we were also in the news this uh, this last week. I don't know if you saw this. The uh, President Joseph R. Biden was at uh, the, uh, the U.S. Conference of Mayors, which was sponsored at the White House. And he called out uh, Madison, and in particular, our mayor, really? yeah, Mayor Satya Rhodes-Conway, uh, was talking about uh, transportation projects that have been put in place that were more climate-friendly as a result of spending, of course, from the Biden administration. And uh, he mentioned, uh, like in Madison, Wisconsin, where Mayor Rhodes-Conway is buying 46 electric buses, replacing those dirty diesels. It's a big deal. He didn't say a big effing deal, which is his <laughs> usual. But at least he remembered her name. I thought that was yeah. good. You know, he didn't get that messed that up. That was good. And what state it was and <laughs> you know, all the other things. He could have potentially stumbled on. He managed to get them all lined up. So that was good to see. That was very nice. <laughs> I liked it this week. The, the National Archives uh, sent out an appeal to all the ex-presidents and, and ex-vice presidents and said, can you look around and see, <laughs> see what you got? Because <laughs> that Jimmy Carter, I think he's got some stuff that, uh, yeah. that he shouldn't have. So. Yeah, that's a possibility. <laughs> I think the thing is they classify so much. I mean, yeah. half of those are probably lunch menus. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, I, I mean, not to let anybody off the hook. I mean, obviously, I mean, the thing that's, of course... Everyone's pointed this out, and, and I, I hate to be repetitive, but it, it, you know the whole thing with Trump wasn't that he had documents; it's that he wasn't going to return them. He didn't want to, Yeah, they yeah. said, "Can you give these bangos?" No, yeah. they're mine. Yeah, the magnitude of them, and the fact that whenever they got another bunch, he said, "Well, that's it," and then you know, and then they moved them around yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, he obviously was trying to monetize them. I mean, the right. guy tries right. tried to monetize everything, yeah. and some of those were pretty badass stuff. I mean, they were like lists of spies yeah. and, and uh, nuclear. You know, secrets and things yeah. like that. I mean, it yeah. wasn't, they weren't lunch menus. I mean, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know if you heard that. It was, I, I didn't read the story all the way through, but because I saw it in a couple places that apparently they, there was, uh, the New York Times did some work with that. Uh, there was a counter investigation that William Barr had authorized against the uh, the Russia investigation. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it turned out that not only did they not find that anything nefarious was going on, but they started to stumble into all kinds of crap that was going on that Trump was doing that he wasn't supposed to be doing. And, and then on top of it, they were pressuring people. And so one of the things they tried to do was apparently to get George Soros's phone records. Nothing odd or suspicious <laughs> about that. You know? oh like, what the hell? Wow. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, the president was also in the news this week uh, doing a little victory lap. The economy apparently is not doing so badly. It's uh, grew by about 2.9% in the last quarter, I think it was, by the end of the year, annualized at the end of the year, which is, uh, you know, 3% growth rate is in, in a modern, uh, you know, sort of late capitalist economy is pretty good. Um, anyway, he was talking about... Uh, pretty good considering nobody wants to work anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's nothing to do because you know, <laughs> the robots are doing it for you. Um but he was talking to the the Steamfitters Union. Now that's the kind of see that's the kind of thing I I just see Joe Biden there at the Steamfitters Union. That seems like telling his, dirty jokes. <laughs> that's his, his natural milieu. Having a bologna sandwich. <laughs> exactly. And uh, so he was talking about uh, 
At the time I was sworn in, the pandemic was raging. The economy was reeling, raging and reeling. And uh, he said that things are under control now and are doing well. And he's uh, he's accusing the uh, the Republicans of uh, basically uh, destroying the success that we've had. And uh, you don't want to mess with those Republicans because they're going to screw it up. He mentioned in particular, of course, uh, their proposals to uh, cut Medicare and Social Security. Yeah. They're always a solution in search of a problem, aren't yeah. they? It's like, well, the, let's the, have a thirty percent sales tax. The problem is that billionaires have to pay taxes. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yes. true. Right? All, those, all those lazy retirees, <laughs> you know. <laughs> this is I, I I don't know if you heard about this, but this is something I, I read this wonderful um, editorial about why uh, Ron. De, I had no idea why Ron DeSantis is all about the culture war because he's the governor of a state where massive numbers of people. Mm-hmm. Get state support, right, for their for their health care and sure. their retirement and so sure. on. And he actually is in favor of cutting all that stuff. So imagine you're the governor of freaking Florida and you want to get reelected. What are you going to talk about? Yeah, you're going to talk about uh, cutting Social Security that you're on board with that. Or are you going to talk about I don't know transgender youth? I mean, it's pretty <laughs> obvious. What, pretty obvious what your go to is. Hey, I have to say, I, I one one of these crazy culture war things. I'm actually kind of happy about. Yes, you saw that the M and M's pulled its 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 mascots. Oh, like thank God. Yeah, I was. I hated those things. Yeah, and and not for the reason because they were woke they were too or any sexy kind of or anything. BS like that. It was like veiled cannibalism. Oh, I know. I, I know. Mean, it, was, it, was very, it was very cringy, and I I had the same reaction. Oh when man, I was like, like finally, you like, know, yeah, we're gonna. Uh, these are things you eat, and they're wearing little boots. What are you telling me? <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing when I ingest one of these? Well, they, I don't want to think had, about it. They had commercials like that where, like, some I think they had celebrities, like, kind of tricking the, the M&Ms into go, leaving with, like, leaving a party with them and stuff, and they were going to eat them. Oh, my God. It's like, like Jeffrey Dahmer. I know. I know. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> no. So there you go. I'm just, it's confirming everything I was yeah. feeling. So good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maya Rudolph is a very normal human replacement <laughs> for whatever that was. So, so you know, if Tucker Carlson does any has done anything for our our, our civilization, it was that. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong reasons, but I agree with the conclusion. Only because he got turned on by the green M and M's. Poor man, he hasn't been the same since he lost his bow tie. <laughs> you know, when I was in high school, I remember the the green M and M's meant you were gay. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, so that I, explains that, so much. That might have that might have, that might have just been a regional thing. Like, oh, yeah. like we had, you know, we didn't play duck duck goose. We played duck duck gray duck. Yeah, you guys are kind of weird. Yeah, so <laughs> we didn't play uh, dodgeball. We played trench. <laughs> Which is really? a, a variation. What was it, like the Germans versus the French? Yeah, yeah pretty much. It just didn't move very much. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> move a couple of inches every every you know, gym class. <laughs> but so I don't know if the green M and M's things was universal or, or if it was just to steal I've never thing. heard of that. Yeah, so, I don't know. That's funny. so. But uh, so I don't know. Tucker, just saying. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But, uh, oh wow. So, but. Um, yeah, the, and, and I, I love that the, the Maya Rudolph is the is the spokesperson because she's like you know she's a mixed race. She's I think she's like Jewish or something. Yeah. She's <laughs> just like every every like, like like everything that ticks off the anti woke people. You know? <laughs> yeah, we'll get rid of the M and M's. We're gonna get this person that that will drive you insane just by looking at her. <laughs> and uh, she's very funny. Too, so. Yes, I yeah, I, so, I really do. She's like really that. good. So. <clears throat> 
The Biden administration will ban new man manning, new mining. That too. Uh, there is <laughs> that Freudian slip. <laughs> new mining on federal land within the the same watershed as the Boundary Waters Canoe Area for the next twenty years. Wow. Uh, they signed a public uh, land order Thursday preventing new mineral leases on 225,000 acres of the Superior National Forest in northeastern Minnesota. Mining's already banned in the Boundary Waters, but uh, there's long been concerns that copper-nickel mines, uh, if built you know, in, in the, the watershed area, um, could uh, have some toxic runoff into the Boundary Waters. Wow. So, so that's good for them. Former Oath Keepers have been found guilty of seditious conspiracy this week. Involved, of course, in their attempt to keep uh, former President Donald Trump in office after he was defeated. This is a jury in the Federal District Court of Washington, D.C. And uh, they charged uh, these uh, these folks and uh, four defendants guilty of two separate conspiracy charges. Also this week, you probably saw this, Mel. The, the guy that put his feet up on the desk. Yeah. Yep. Redneck, redneck uncle. Everybody's crazy redneck uncle. He's he's facing 47 years in prison for uh, for his his stuff. Uh, he's a man by the name of Richard Barnett. He's 62, a dangerous age, from Gravette, Arkansas. And, uh, of course, there are photos of him uh, sitting there with his hat on and his plaid jacket and his blue jeans and, of course, his big old brown boots. He had a stun gun, by the way, um, which apparently did not work properly, but uh, that was because apparently he used it improperly on the way in. And uh, got to read those instructions. Yeah, you got to read the instructions. And so he said, well, you know, what's the big deal? Uh, they said, well, you know, you were armed. He said, well, it's a little bit like Trump himself. You know, I never actually got to use it. You know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, but it's bad to, like, bring a weapon, you know. It's like, I mean, make a difference whether it misfires or not. You're, what, you're, what, I suppose attempted murders are, uh, yeah, yeah, against the law now, too. Yeah. <laughs> attempted bribery. I mean, you know, it's like all these things actually are bad because you don't want people to try to do that stuff, let alone do it. No, it's going around on the right wing now that uh, it's 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 a kind of a meme that he's getting 47 years for Putting his feet up on the desk. No, of course, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. He has four felonies. There are eight counts altogether, four felonies and four misdemeanors. And uh, if you'd like to know what they actually are, it's not up feet on the desk. It is, uh, let's see, obstruction of an official proceeding, uh, aiding and abetting, entering and remaining in a restricted ground uh, with a deadly weapon, parading, demonstrating, or picketing in a Capitol building, theft of government property, and, of course, just generally disorderly conduct. He pled not guilty to uh, all charges back in uh, February 4th of 2021, but uh, turns out that uh, that was not what's happened. So he has been, he's, been, he's been charged. He was released uh, in April on home confinement with restrictions. Uh, so he's been, he's been free for a while now. He's not a domestic terrorist, a friend said. Uh, he's just everybody's crazy redneck uncle. And I have to tell you, those things can overlap. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, this morning, the police released the the body cam footage of the the attack on Paul Pelosi. Oh, indeed, and apparently it's it's pretty horrific. I, oh, I haven't don't have the stomach to. And watch this guy it, was aiming at, at he, was, Nancy. he wanted he wanted to kill Nancy. Yeah, I mean, and, right. uh, but I mean, it, it's it's pretty gut wrenching, apparently. And uh, you know, this just remember the the people that that made a joke out of this yeah. and laughed at it. I'm sure they're all apologizing for that. Yeah, now. yeah, they're yeah. lining up now to apologize. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. There's also some, uh, the release in Memphis, they're releasing some police um, video that uh, 
they're really worried about. So it must be really bad. They're, they said oh, it's yeah. worse than the than the than the, yeah. the Rodney King sure. video. I mean, they it's so bad. They've been doing they've been leaking you know information about it. So they've been trying to yeah. you know trying to take a little bit of the steam off off the release. Right. But uh, but you know but everything they release is this is really bad. So, yeah. yeah. So. You know, uh, yeah. other cities are, are bracing for the reaction. Like I was reading the some of the Minnesota news and the the Minneapolis. You know, that was you right. know the home of George Floyd. I mean, but right. but they're they're bracing for you know a rough time after this comes out. So, sure. so it, it does not sound pretty. Well, I mean, it's interesting because of course it's not a it's not a race on race issue because all the officers were were black. But what it shows is the militarization of the police in so many areas mm-hmm. and with so many groups of people. Yeah. So no matter what the race, of course, of the perpetrators was, the the training, the attitudes, all those right. things right. are what's being called us into versus question. them. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. It's amazing. You'll see the, the militarization and, and even small towns like in northern northern Wisconsin, they'll they'll essentially have like you know armored vehicles, per, yeah. you know, going around to you know bus kids for. Buying cigarettes <laughs> underage and stuff. I mean. Oh Lord! <laughs> uh, hey, sixteen million have signed up for the for affordable care plans. It's a record number. Sixteen point three million Mar- Americans have signed up for health insurance plans through that uh, that horrible Obamacare. Apparently, that's people hate it. It's just awful. No, in fact, it uh, that beat last year's signups by thirteen percent. It's according to a report that just came out on Wednesday. Um, this growing enrollment follows the passage of legislation uh, during the coronavirus pandemic to increase federal subsidies for people buying the plans. So more people now are able to get help in uh, in buying a plan that, of course, lowers prices. Um, you know, I was reading recently uh, about the you know where the deficit comes from, like our level of deficit right now. And you know, the Republicans claim it's all because of you know the Biden overspending and so on. But two interesting things about that: one, of course, is that it's actually about even of the the administrations in terms of where the deficit came from, because while the Biden administration and others, Obama administration, were trying to do something with the money that they spent, of course, the Republicans were just. It, they were just cutting off the revenue stream, right? I mean, that was all they did. But what was interesting was there was a whole side piece I was reading about how the Affordable Care Act has actually saved money mm-hmm. uh, over the over the long run in terms of Medicaid and other right, right. Uh, government yeah. support programs. They said that all along. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, and people, opponents of it, you know, scoffed at it. But yeah, I think it's the it's you know it's the penny wise pound foolish kind of thing. I mean, if you actually do have preventive care and people go when they need it, yeah. then the kind of care they receive is for less catastrophic things. It right. just, right. I mean, it makes common sense. It seems yeah. to me, but of course, right. we don't want that. So. Well, I mean, people without health care tend to use the emergency rooms right. as a primary care provider. Sure, you know, but yeah. uh, <clears throat> I mean, but yeah, I mean, you can give somebody you know a a pill to keep their blood pressure down or you can wait until they have a stroke and you know one costs really literally pennies really yeah, you, know, yeah. you know and uh, the other one costs probably hundreds of thousands of dollars right yep yep so. oh well yeah that just sounds too sensible now. <laughs> i was thinking for some reason for some reason i was thinking about obamacare on the way down and and uh, you know obama and biden and pelosi and whoever else was responsible they really they didn't get a lot of credit for something. They got was, zero. They all got was, booted out of office. That was basically. a big. That was a big deal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. uh, they've been trying. They've been trying to. They had been trying to do something like that since Harry Truman's time. Yeah. Yep. 
And uh, when Bill Clinton got elected, he he appointed Hillary the head of some task force to yeah. do something like that, and it yeah. went nowhere. Right. And uh, and 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 even more polarized situation and yeah. environment they were able to kind of cobble something together not great not the greatest thing in the world not the ideal solution right but uh, as you said 16 million people that's 16 million people that wouldn't have had health care otherwise right and, uh, yeah. and uh, i'm going to keep calling it obamacare too i've noticed in the uh, mass media it's now just the affordable care oh, really oh. yeah now it's now that now that it's now no that's... longer something you can beat him over the head with yeah and it works, so they're not going to call it by his name anymore, yeah. right? You know? It's like, no, no, that's Obamacare. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> I'm going to always call it that. <laughs> so, nah. <laughs> uh, Egyptian archaeologists have uncovered a pharaohic tomb Ooh. near the capital of Cairo. Contain- My favorite kind. Containing what, be the most, containing what may be the, most, the oldest and most complete mummy yet to be discovered in the country. Wow. It's 4,300 years old. It mm. was found at the bottom of a 15-meter shaft in a recently uncovered group of tombs dating back to the 5th and 6th dynasties, the Old Kingdom. Golly. Near the Step Pyramid. Yep. They unwrapped it. looked just like the late Joan Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> they found a bunch of statues among the tombs, including one representing a man and his wife and several servants. Yeah, servants. We mean slaves, yeah. actually. <laughs> Didn't want to harsh your buzz, but them are slaves. <laughs> hey, the IRS is looking to uh, to improve customer service and uh, imp- and kind of polish their brand a little bit for the 2023 tax season, which, of course, began on Monday. It's a big moment for uh, for the for our buddies at the IRS uh, because, of course, they're in the middle of this big political fight over the eighty billion dollars in funding that Congress gave it last year, which the Republicans have said, of course, they're going to re- try to rescind. So the filing season is, is upon us, and uh, the IRS is trying to prepare five thousand recently hired agents to answer telephones and respond to questions. And uh, this is uh, this is pretty amazing. Uh, because uh, in the past, the IRS has struggled to perform its just its most basic responsibilities. For, forget about going after the mega billionaires or whatever it is the, uh, the Republicans are worried about. They couldn't even provide basic responsibilities. So at the end of 2022, if you want a little comparison here, the agency still had a backlog, get ready, of 9 million tax returns they needed to process. <laughs> Oh, my God. And they received, the IRS received 173 million calls. The average hold time, this was last year, the average hold time was 29 minutes. Wow. And only 13% of the calls were responded to. Because, of course, of course, people are waiting for half an hour and they get fed up. So yeah. you get all these calls, but there's a very few number of them that actually get responded to because mm-hmm. you got to wait half an hour to just talk to somebody. Yeah. So they're trying to make that better. <laughs> And the Republicans are like, nope, <laughs> ain't going to happen. <laughs> well, that's the old story. They, they want things to break so they can say, look, government doesn't work. You know, Reagan yeah. was right. Who? Government's the <laughs> enemy. So, Hey, California voters will decide next year on a referendum that could overturn a landmark new state law setting worker conditions and minimum wages up to $22 an hour for fast food employees. Uh, Chipotle, Starbucks, Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, In-N-Out Burger, and KFC-owned Yum! brands 
each donated a million dollars to save local restaurants. Hmm. A coalition opposing the law. Hmm. Let's write those names down. <laughs> <laughs> what were they again? <laughs> This is one of those those economic freakonomic type things where it's like okay they're spending a lot of money against yeah. this so yeah. what does that mean yeah. you know it, yeah. it, it's like when the the one party works to take away your vote it's yeah. like they don't want you to vote yeah. these people do not want to have to pay workers a living wage and they'll spend a million bucks yeah. just to pull it out of my back pocket just it's, to stop that it's like Amazon with all their anti union stuff yeah. I mean it's like well why are they why are they doing that there must be you know there's a cost benefit. Uh, the measure known as the FAST Act was signed last year by, by Governor Newsom and was set to go into effect January 1st. Um, on Tuesday, the Secretary of State said that a petition to stop the law's implementation had gathered enough signatures to qualify for a vote on the 2024 general election ballot. This law is the first of its kind in the U.S. and authorized the formation of a 10-member fast food council comprised of labor, employer, and government representatives to oversee standards for workers in the state's fast food industry. Wow. You know, any, and any kind of like honest economic study of these types of things show that the, the, the effect would be pretty minimal on like if you're worried about the price of your Big Mac. I yeah, mean, but Mel, you're not thinking of shareholder value. Oh, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> is that I, it? I, think, I, th- I see a flaw in your argument. I thought, the, I thought the hamburgers were going to cost $20 a piece. <laughs> There's always somebody up there skimming it off the top. That's what, those are the people you got to think about. They're not, they're not running it. As, it's not a nonprofit yeah. or even a not-for-profit. They're, 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 they've got a bunch of people like leeches. <laughs> you know, they, they, I read recently they said that they, they think the number of parasites in the world is about, um, I think they said something like the number of organisms in the world, scientists estimate that are parasitic, is about 47 to 49%. And I thought, well, okay, so half of humans. <laughs> <laughs> about right. <laughs> yeah, so, so that you're counting them? I don't know. Counting my relatives. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and the and the entire investment community of the New York Stock Exchange. So I mean, come on, you got to feed them babies. <laughs> I always like the stories they come out about uh, Walmart. I don't know if they still do this, but when when they would hire people, they would give them all kinds of brochures on how to how to get. F- uh, food stamps and how to get all oh, kinds of all kinds oh. of government uh, you know all kinds yeah. of government uh, programs our, and uh, our buddies in the hated government yeah, yeah. Great. <laughs> like, so, wow so they're essentially you know subsidizing their their workforce but, Jeez, so. Louise. hey you're listening to the melon floyd show here on wort 89.9 on the fm you might be listening on the internet at wtfm.org you could be listening in the future 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 because we put this show and all of our shows up on the archives page and uh, you might be listening via podcast. Thanks to Mindless Minion D Cubed, our buddy, who does the file management for all that. You can listen through Spotify, iTunes, wherever, wherever you get your pods. So I buy mine from the the local vendor on the the side of the road. I have one next they're, to my bed at fresher. night. <laughs> <laughs> one of us, one of us, full of the blood of virgins. <laughs> <laughs> None of those in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I've seen more and more stories now about about the like the super rich people who want to live forever oh, and just, just the things that they're doing to extend their lives. It's like <laughs> it's a regression to the mean. It's like all of human culture is now sliding backwards to whatever was happening in the Middle Ages or whatever. You know, <laughs> I, I was reading about one guy who's like uh, spends something like a million dollars a week on various treatments to keep himself young, and he's uh, he's in his forties, but he claims that the stuff keeps him to you know. As young as an eighteen-year-old, so yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Time to move on, dude. <laughs> uh, all right, we have to take a break. A now. very sad eighteen-year-old. Yeah, because if you're really eighteen years old, you're not thinking about stuff like that. No. I mean, you really aren't. No, the eighteen's a terrible age. <laughs> we have to take a break, play some announcements, and come back with. Hey, according to the Pope, what being a homosexual is not a crime. All right. And in Iowa, speaking of food stamps, the a representative has introduced a bill that would limit the types of food that people could buy with food stamps. Get past the people, get past the hitmen. And we're back. Let's look at this great story from Finland. Some positive stories I want to share with people. Finland was recently ranked number one of 41 European countries on resilience against misinformation. So, as we all know, uh, with instantaneous mass communication and all that that entails, misinformation has been, and disinformation, the intentional uh, trying to fool people, of course, is different from misinformation, uh, that this is this level of this has gotten higher and higher all the time. But in Finland, they actually have courses that students take as early as the eighth grade on how to identify mis- and disinformation in the media environment. Um, of course, it's kind of easy in some ways in Finland because Finland speak in Finland, people speak a language that's only spoken by about 5 million people. So whenever somebody tries to like put some fallacious stuff into the into the news stream you can usually detect it pretty quickly because practically no one knows how to speak Finnish except for <laughs> Finland so there's always errors and grammar and syntax and things like that but it's also the case that Finland is um, it is got it's it's consistently ranked as having the best public school system in the entire world college is free and uh, it's a very democratic nation with a very high trust in the government and in institutions teachers in fact are not only highly respected in Finland, they're actually paid, <laughs> so unlike Wisconsin. Um, according to the Open Society Institute, there was a survey that, uh, again, Finland at the fifth years in a row, fifth year in a row, was ranked the highest for resilience to misinformation. Here are the other ones, and uh, it's the usual culprits. Norway, Denmark, Sweden, Estonia, and Ireland. And among the worst in terms of vulnerability to misinformation were poor Georgia, Macedonia, Kosovo, Bosnia, and, of course, Albania, the child smoking capital of the world. So, <laughs> cigarettes, best thing for you. <laughs> Whenever I see stories like that about you know something good that's happening, and usually Scandinavia somewhere, yeah. I don't Finland, not not really Finland. Finland's considered a Nordic it, nation. They're yeah. not they're yes. not culturally or or uh, ethnically related to the other folks yeah. there, but it's a Nordic country. But I always it's always frustrating because we could do all that here. Oh yeah, I mean it'd be very easy, and there'd be one, there'd be no negative consequences. I mean we could things could still keep 
plugging along the way yeah. they are, we could still have our. They have vibrant you know. Swedish or uh, pardon me, Finnish industry, vibrant economy, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a very uh, it's a very wired nation. I mean, a lot of people have you know devices and stuff. It's not as if they're living in mm-hmm. caves or something. Yeah. I mean, they they actually are right in the midst of it all. So. But whenever anybody you know mentions anything, even like you know that would be one percent of something like that, it's like, wow, we can't afford that. It's like, yeah, we can, we can. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's just a matter of what we want to spend money on. So. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of disinformation, I, I'm always amazed when the, when these things come out. There was like you know uh, like a month ago or so that one the the NFL player got hurt really bad. Yes, and, yeah, and it was a big deal. And it then, was, and, and rightly and, so. And they they thought he might die. And, sure. And, and yeah. he he recovered really well. Yeah. And he was I think he was actually at the, a game. It was sweet uh, the way those guys all just rallied around him. And yeah, stuff. And I, mean, was, it was I think really they nice. had him, they had him like and he was waving at yeah, the the, yeah. the camera and stuff and and. Um, but there's there's a uh, there's uh, information going around the internet right, that he actually died and was replaced with a double. Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not really him. He died. Oh, uh, why? Why would you say that? I don't know. Just to I, well, just they to said play it, with people. They, they probably yeah, that's probably part of it. And, I mean, lying and, is fun, right? <laughs> 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 Some of it's an anti-vax thing where they said that yeah. the, the vaccine, you know, has made him drop, drop dead. Oh, and, oh, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it started as he's sick because of the vaccine. Yeah. That's where it goes. And yeah. then when they're proven wrong and he gets better, yeah. then they have to make up some stuff to cover their earlier lie. Well, that's not really him. Yeah. And and then down you go the yeah. whole, the yeah. whole route. So, and that's how you can it's, – it's, well, it's so frustrating. You can never, wow. like, cut through those, you know, those continuous – waves of yeah horse flop (laughs) (laughs) well that's the whole thing right it's like you don't need to have a propaganda machine you just flood the available media with so much stuff that you can't sort through it and that and that's what's happening in the united states that story that i was just sharing with you one of the stats in there was the countries with the highest level of misinformation and the lowest level of understanding how to sort through it are also the ones with the lowest trust in media and that's what happens basically when you've got that much stuff that's just to, you know, people don't know what to deal with it. They just withdraw. They they become skeptical and they pull back and yeah. they, they just don't believe anything they hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so diminishing yeah. returns. Well, there's also you know that this ridiculous thing going around on I think it's TikTok where where people are are shaking uncontrollably because of the the, the vaccine and uh, and it's just just pathetic. I mean, it's like, they'll be fine. They'll like reaching up to turn on the camera and, and then all of a sudden they start shaking and then they're done and then they turn off the camera. Like, uh, but uh, so I don't know. It's, I think people to some extent people like. Having this excitement in their life, oh yeah, it's something you know, it's 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 it's. I just think of the first monkey, life is so boring. The first monkey who every time they saw a leopard would go, you know, and then all the other monkeys would run, and then there was one monkey, that one monkey that thought. I wonder what happened if I just did that yeah. anyway and just really got off on it. Yeah, you know? well, they like, saw that the monkey was getting lots of attention. Yeah, and It's like, yeah. oh, a, you know, Og told us there was a leopard yeah, here. Yeah, and, yeah, right. And so he got a lot of, you know, little pats on the back. And, yeah. and, uh, and then off to the races. And it's like, well, I'm going to do that the too. entire history of civilization right there, <laughs> just like Stanley Kubrick meant. Yeah. Uh. Iowa Republicans are proposing sweeping changes to the state's food assistance program, uh-huh. SNAP, commonly referred to as food stamps. Or as we say, uh, oh, SNAP. Including uh, <laughs> banning beneficiaries from buying grocery staples like meat, American cheese, or flour. What do they, what do they have to buy? It's a, it's, well, they, they want to make the, the, the allowed foods sync up with the, the WIC 
at program, the women, okay. women, infants, and children program. Sure. But the thing is, the the WIC program is a is a supplemental program, for, to to supplement the SNAP right, program. Right. I mean, yeah. it, these are things that they they you know have decided, you know, women, especially you know pregnant women or pe- people with young children, you know, need these kinds of things yeah. m- more so. But uh, but they they want to like uh, they they think that uh, that's like could be totally inclusive. Yeah. And uh, and it would limit people. Uh, they couldn't buy uh, white grain bread, buns with added nuts or seeds, white rice, pasta sauce, canned fruits or souped, baked beans, uh, American cheese slices, butter or flour. Well, it is for food, right? Yeah. I <laughs> 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 Well, I have to tell you when I was my flaming Cheetos. Well, when when good. we were, I, I, I have two things to say about that. First, when I was a kid and we were on food stamps because my family was on food stamps for several years. Um, you know, it's why I have the political convictions that I have because <laughs> I would have been dead otherwise. You know, um, but. Uh, they had a lot of rules back in the day, and one of the things, of course, is that food stamps were a boon for uh, for agribusiness. Yeah, and so they actually had prohibitions against buying imported things. Oh, like sure. you couldn't buy imported tuna. I remember my mother having to check to make sure that it mm. wasn't, you know, it wasn't from some other country. So you couldn't buy imported things, and then you weren't allowed to buy like soda pop. You weren't yeah, allowed sure. to buy, That's you know, reasonable. things that you know things that are that are kind of bad for you. There are kinds of rules like that. But here's the other side of it. I mean, I I, I also say this: while it's not a good idea, if you don't have a lot of money, eating is actually a way to make yourself feel better. Mm-hmm. And I can remember many times that we would buy things. You know, when we had the food stamps that were fun to eat, little sure. cakes and things sure. like that, and that made life a little less horrifying. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So I'm not sure how much, you know, you want to really control. Like, yeah. I mean, there could be. I mean, having white bread if not the best thing for you, but it is a kind of comfort food. Yeah, I don't. That, that seems it seems unnecessarily cruel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, of course, from the Republicans' point of view, necessarily cruel. <laughs> <laughs> Someone pointed out a lot of these things lined up with with various um, foods that uh, that Hispanic people like to eat. There were like oh. certain types of beans. And, oh, and certain types oh, I didn't of even cheeses. think about that. And so there, my mind usually doesn't go there. Thank I know. Goodness. I was, yeah, I was like, oh no, <laughs> it's more insidious than I even imagined. <laughs> I thought they were just trying to give the poor people a bad. Well, time. that too, but it's a twofer. You <laughs> it's know. a twofer. You yeah, be, you can be racist too. Yeah. Oh, so. goody. Yeah, yeah. classes. This, this is just a proposal in the Iowa legislature. So, yeah. Oh, that's good. Hey, uh, Pope Francis was quoted this week as condemning unjust laws that criminalize homosexuality. He made a very interesting point. He says people often do things that are sins, but that doesn't mean that every sin should be against the law. So. He's, he's still not jiggy with homosexuality. I mean, after all, he is the Pope. Right. Uh, but he said, you know, it's really crazy to have laws against it in various places because uh, what's the purpose of that? And, of course, there are several countries in Africa where you can get the death penalty. Um, and, of course, also in the Middle East. And uh, so the Pope is, is basically staking out what may seem, from our point of view here in the United States, is a fairly muted position, but in some countries actually a kind of a radical position. Um Francis called on all countries with laws criminalizing homosexuality, and there are 67 of them in total in the world, uh, and a dozen, 12 of them, uh, have the death penalty. He says uh, we should undo those laws. He says that's wrong. It's very wrong. I don't think anyone should be discriminated against. Uh, Moreover, he says, what about the value of charity? What about the value of kindness? 
So, again, he's not changing his view on this, but it shows you how far things go in some places that, uh, in fact, it's not just a matter of, of um, people being uh, disapproving, but actually uh, people actually killing people, other people, for their sexual desires. Pope's not jiggy with that one. Jesus wouldn't be either. I don't think so. I don't think Jesus was not a was not a stonem kind of guy, as I seem to remember. <laughs> <laughs> he was the love your enemies, turn your cheek. Even uh, the stuff that seems weirdly conservative to us today, like in the Sermon on the Mount where he talks about don't get divorced. In the context of the time, that was actually I mean, men could just dispose of women if they felt like it. He yeah. was he was trying to say men have responsibilities too. I mean, classical sexuality was all based around men's gratification. Yeah, you know? spreading that seed. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And the idea that okay, and and of course, in a society where there was no options for women, divorcing a woman basically meant you know that was it for her. Yeah, she's not going to have a life after that. Right. So even stuff like that, where it seems a little weird from today's point of view, in the times, it it actually was a kind uh, admonition. Mm-hmm. Hey, look who it is. It's the Jaguar. Speaking of kind admonitions. What'd you bring us? Food? Leopard pie. Leopard pie. (laughs) (laughs) Made with extra leopard. (laughs) (laughs) An asteroid passed by the Earth just uh, this morning. Yeah, I know. I felt it. (laughs) (laughs) It was a breeze. It It was was really very breezy. They said it was pretty relatively close. It was about uh, 2,000 miles away, which is... uh, um, Close enough that it, that uh, like satellites are in, in that sure. that orbit. Yeah, so it's uh, it's that close. It was they said it was the size of a minibus, so it was like the like the Partridge family. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a competition among a lot of like the the, the astronomers who are, who sent, write these press releases yeah. or whoever whoever the PR person because I I've seen different things. One of them one of them described it as the size of 30 penguins. <laughs> so, so I think they're just trying to be weird now. <laughs> well, that's a, that's an in-joke, actually, because they're often, I mean, going all the way back, you know, a, a teaspoon of white dwarf matter weighs a ton. I mean, all, right, those, all sure, those things they're trying sure. to explain these uh, impossible, bizarre <laughs> things to you. There was a, the, the Onion did a story one time about planet, uh, what was it? Six feet from Earth, or something like that. And it's like, imagine that you got like a stepladder, and then you got another stepladder, put it on top of that. You know, or something. It was just like, it's like, yeah, that just sounds exactly like what someone would say was doing this work. Well, I remember when a long time ago, when Companion talked to, to Melvina's class yes. about astronomy, and he was trying to explain that. Uh, Outer space is uh, you think of it as, as a vacuum, and it, and it pretty much is. Yeah. But there's like a little bit of, of air in there, a little bit of yeah. stuff, just in gas, there. gas and yeah. stuff. And and he said it would be like if you took a fly and the fly took a deep breath and held its breath, and then you put it in the Alliant Energy Center and pumped all the air out, and then the fly exhaled. <laughs> <laughs> is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> so that would be pretty much the, the, the density of, yeah, of air yeah, in, in yeah. outer space. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> and the kids loved it. You know? <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> it was the, the, the kids, it was, they were in second grade, I think, second or third grade. Yeah. And, and it was funny because they would ask these weird questions, and, yeah. and a lot of them revolved around dying. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, he'd talk about Mars or something, and they'd say, and, was, and, he, and he would do like these things. So imagine, you know, you're, you're, Take the water cooler and it and it yeah. goes up to Mars and you're holding yeah. on to it and they go well you die and they go yeah <laughs> but they, a lot of things come back to dying for yeah. for, for kids yeah, so. yeah. 
Well, that's funny you should say that because he's doing a series of talks in Waukesha County. Mm-hmm. He's going been going to middle schools and eighth graders. You know, it's hard to keep their attention. Young kids often get really excited about stuff. But yeah, yeah, people around that kids around that time they start to get kind of blasé about mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, so he had this thing about um, you know stuff that was going on asteroids and you know things like that. And um, he had some anodyne descriptor. I've forgotten what it was called originally, but he decided that he needed to get their attention, so he started calling it death from the skies, <laughs> <laughs> completely confirming what you're saying there. And then he got a lot more buy-in, I think, from them. After they was... <laughs> oh, funny. So here's my favorite science story of the week. Okay. The, the Earth's inner core may have stopped turning and could go into reverse. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that is weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's this. It's it's basically this big hard knot of metal, and it's surrounded by a liquid, a juicy liquid core, and, and it it turns as the as mm-hmm. the as the as the body turns. Yeah. So, iron and nickel, about three thousand miles below the crust. Yep. And uh, they studied seismic waves that uh, that that pass through the Earth's core, yeah. and then they found the inner core rotation came to a near halt around two thousand. 2009, and then turned in the opposite direction. So, and uh, Republicans have, in, have introduced a bill to opposing this <laughs> transformation. Then <laughs> the core should only go the way that it, that it was yeah. originally going. Yeah, I think Satan did that. <laughs> One of the less successful predictions of Jules Verne, by the way, I don't know if you ever read Journey to the Center of the Earth, but there's an ocean in the middle of the Earth, Yeah, according to Jules Verne. Sure. Which, course it's exactly the opposite of what what's actually there so hey there were two uh, deaths recently that i just wanted to note people that you'd never heard of and i'd never heard of but when i read their obituaries i was quite fascinated one was a guy that worked at the state department he died at the age of 97 uh, his name was thomas hughes and he was uh, he was an aide to hubert humphrey and later to uh to walter mondale but he worked uh, as a legislative counsel, and he did a lot of uh, work and the, as the director of something called the Bureau of Intelligence and Research, or INR. And uh, he very early on realized that the whole thing in Vietnam was going to go belly up. And he tried very hard telling people about this, and uh, they all kind of said, yeah, yeah, that's nice. I mean, they never fired him, interestingly enough. They thought he was good at what they, he was doing. And even when uh, Nixon became president, they kept him in his job. But he spent a lot of time talking about, uh, you know, this is not going to work. And here are the, you know, 19 reasons why. Um, so anyway, so Mr. Hughes was uh, from Minnesota. He went to Carleton and uh, he developed a, an interest in foreign policy during that period of time. And uh, he went into the Air Force and, and all the other things people did back in the day. Uh, he was an ambassador for a while, uh, but uh, he knew enough about the Washington establishment to kind of worm his way into that. And he tried very, very hard uh, to uh, advise people on the foolishness of the Vietnam adventure. Um, unfortunately, he did not did not avail himself of that. Um, another person connected with the same set of issues at age of 95, a man by the name of James Lowenstein. He was an aide to Senator William Fulbright, of course, who was one of the uh, big anti-war uh, politicians from the 1960s. And uh, he went to um, went to Vietnam on a fact-finding tour with another guy on behalf of the senator and uh, knew early on that uh, Nixon's new uh, Vietnamization policy, the idea that we were going to replace American troops with Vietnamese troops, was a gigantic failure and also predicted, uh, again, successfully but uh, to, no, to no avail, that uh, the United States was messing things up, not just in Vietnam, but also in Cambodia 
and in Laos. So these were people who were, in their own tiny way, within the bureaucratic uh, you know, hive, a uh, little bit of heroes trying to buck the trend, let mm. people know what was going on. Yeah. Advertising on Twitter took a drastic hit in December for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Data from an advertising research firm showed top advertisers slashed their spending by 70%. Yeah. Now, there, there had been rumors earlier it had been, you know, 50% or so, but th- this is even higher than... than you know what than, Elon than needs expected. to make? He needs to make a self-driving company. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, you know, he's the CEO of like three three big companies, so how hard can that job be? Oh. It, I mean, those are like three part-time jobs. Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> <laughs> Carries that I, sink everywhere he goes. I always like the studies that show that uh, CEOs add absolutely no value to yeah. you know any company. Like like they'll, they'll have these free agents who jump yeah. from one company to another, and it, there's no correlation at all. Do you all. know what they do though? They're it's really good. I had this happen to me so many times in meetings that I was in. They accidentally borrow everything that you say and use it as their own ideas. <laughs> <laughs> They're really good at that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's been my experience. In fact, in, in a former job that I had, I challenged our chief executive officer more than once uh, saying, I said that at the last meeting. I said, oh, did you? I forgot. <laughs> he remembered the idea. Yeah. He just didn't remember where it came from. <laughs> That's what they're good at. <laughs> Saw some study this week that uh, that said twenty percent of uh, CEOs of Fortune five hundred companies were psychopaths. Which <laughs> <laughs> is a little low for eh. me. But <laughs> yeah. Really, that small? <laughs> uh. Israeli scientists have developed a substance that overcomes antibiotic resistance by pricking bacteria to death. Yikes! It contains nano needles. Yeah, which my mother a, knew that. <laughs> have a lethal effect. <laughs> it's based on the old um, "I'm not touching you" you know, <laughs> process tested by siblings for de- generations. <laughs> I still remember my mother screaming at my sister and me because she was like, "Stop, stop poking your sister!" And then they would reach this point where my sister was putting her hands over the side of the back seat, and I said, "I said, Mom, she's in my airspace." <laughs> <laughs> and my mother said, turned around, yeah, turned around and screamed, "There's no airspace!" <laughs> I've passed the resolution. Yeah, right, exactly. She's in a no-fly zone. Exactly. <laughs> so, no, this could this could uh, could affect uh, things that have become uh, resistant to antibiotics. They could just uh, the little nano needles would. Uh, Wow. Would, would poke them. Did you see the the, the video of? The, it's the liquid robot. No. Oh, this would freak you out. Okay, it, it, was a see tini- that. it was a tiny. It was it was essentially like you know. Remember the Terminator Two where the yeah. guy was like a liquid liquid robot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. exactly like that. This, wow. They had this little robot, and and it was behind like it was in a cage, and then it melted. Mm. And it melted out of the cage, and then it reassembled like mercury from the metal man. It was yes. Yeah. <laughs> they said it was like like magnets or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It was it was wow. just. I, I I assumed it was fake, but then I saw like twenty news articles about it. Wow. And it's like oh, this is really scary. So. 
So I have a quick one before we go here. As a biotech company in Georgia has received conditional improvement from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, it's the first vaccine for honeybees. Oh, yeah. And uh, basically, you know, the honeybees have been uh, viruses, pests. I mean, it's decimated the global population of honeybees. And so uh, this company is called Dallin Animal Health. It's in Athens, Georgia, and it's developed a prophylactic vaccine that protects honeybees from something called American fowl brood, which is an active uh, aggressive bacterium that can spread quickly from hive to hive. Of course, now the problem is making sure that the honeybees, you know, don't spread misinformation about <laughs> the vaccine. <laughs> I can't find pollen anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know how we're not supposed to be able to fly? I can't fly anymore. <laughs> Yikes. My, my kid's getting bees this spring. She was actually talking to me about this last night. She's, She's getting bees. She wants to be a beekeeper. Oh, so I'm not surprised. In the, in the backyard, we're going to have like a little little beehive. That seems and, uh, the perfect thing for her. Yeah, she's she's uh, she's researched it. She's getting some uh, some more of the mellow bees. These are not like you know ones that are going to be too aggressive, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with those. If she gets multiply stung, please bring her into the studio. Oh, yeah, then we can make fun of her. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, we have to get out of here. Time to declare. The weekend. Enjoy the weekend. What you can see of it. <laughs> <laughs> get out and shovel. <laughs> there you go. So. All right, stick around. The kiosk is next. After that, Who Cooks for You with the Real Jaguar, Amy Goodman, Democracy Now!, Labor Radio, um, Blues Cruise, Friday on My Mind, all kinds of great stuff here on your favorite radio station, WRT. Pants, was great to see you. You too, bud. As always. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you have a great week, and we will talk at you next Friday. Bye-bye. Hot Pants! Hey! Hot Pants! Smoking! Hot Pants make you shoot yourself! Good God, you won't wreck! You got the only